The views on a breath of fresh air podcast reflects the parties involved, and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Welcome to a breath of fresh air podcast. Here with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air. Hezekiah, it is I, Isaiah, son of Amos. Thus saith the Lord, set your house in order. For you shall die and not live. Remember now, O oh Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart, and have done what is good in your sight. <laughs> Hezekiah, I have returned. As I went outside into the court, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal you. On the third day, you shall go up into the house of the Lord, and I will add 15 years to your life, and I will deliver you and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And he said, that he will defend this city for his sake and for his servant David's sake. Now, take some of these fig leaves and lay them on your boils. What is the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I shall go up to the house of the Lord on the third day? Do you want the shadow on the sundial to go back 10 degrees or forward 10 degrees? Is it an easy thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees? No, but let the shadow go back for 10 degrees. <laughs> Father, you have heard him. Return the sundial 10 degrees. Delve into the profound lessons of pride and humility in 2 Kings chapter 20. This chapter unfolds the story of King Hezekiah, where his initial pride nearly cost him his life. Join us as we explore the tension between human pride and divine humility, and the transformative power of both in the captivating narrative of 2 Kings chapter 20. As always, be blessed and enjoy. All right, welcome back to another episode of A Breath of Fresh Air podcast. Here with your hosts, Nikaz Gay and Earl Roberts. We definitely appreciate everyone for tuning in. Hopefully everyone enjoyed last week's episode and the conversation that we had. It was pretty good. I know I enjoyed it. Even when I walked away, I was like, yo, I like this. I like I like what we talk, like what we discuss. And again, if you guys have any feedback, feel a different way about it, like definitely leave a comment. Definitely leave a comment. Really appreciate if you leave a comment, hit the like button or the dislike button. Also, subscribe. Everyone who actually listens to our podcast is not subscribed. So, definitely appreciate you hitting that subscribe button. Dang, really starting to feel like a YouTuber for real. <laughs> like, hit the subscribe button. Smash that bell. <laughs> you get instant notifications. <laughs> Every time we release content. All right. Um, how's your week been, man? My week was in bod, man. You know, the first week of the month. Oh, yeah. You know. Accounting struggles we have to go through month in and stuff like that. But overall, it's been good, man. Still in the gym, waking up early, mm-hmm. good workout in. Still getting up at the five o'clock. Actually, no. I'll be honest with you. Like something. <laughs> oh, even even at work, bro. Like certain certain days, like let's say like day two mm-hmm. of this of the cycle, you it's a it's a long process and. Each step builds on the other step. So if, mm. if somebody is late, 
like that can make me late and this and that and the third. So I can't go to sleep promptly at 9 p.m. <laughs> as I as I wanted to this week. And so because of that, I've been waking up a little later than five, like seven, eight. <clears throat> but okay, okay. I think by the grace of God on Saturday night, I'm going to try to go to sleep at 9 p.m., bro. Okay. No, that's not going to work. I just realized what it would just... I mean, it might, though. It Tomorrow might. night. Tomorrow night, yeah. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible, depending on when we get back home. Mm, it's possible. It's possible. Yep. So how was your week? Uh, it was actually pretty good. It was actually pretty good. It wasn't as busy. It was more, like, paced. And I don't think that's going to last because... I had, a, well, I had a meeting today, even though I wasn't working today. I had a meeting I had to log on for, and they were like, oh, yeah, we just got this job and this job and this job and this job. I'm just like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's a blessing, right? Like, especially in how all the red herrings here in the economy is like, okay, we get work. That's a good thing. It's better to have and be overbearing in this instance than to not have and people getting sent home. Yeah. Yeah, man. So... God is good throughout it all. Always give God thanks. Always give God the glory. Even on our bad days, our busy days, he's still there providing for us. And yeah, man, you ask God for a seat at the table. Or you ask God for work. You just got to do what you got to do, man. You got to... That's that's a thought. Like, and it's not a well-fleshed out thought, right? But it's like a lot of people just pray to God for what they think they want, but they don't really know what they want. Mm. And God gives you what you want in a way that you don't expect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, you pray like God, I I need patience. You know what you're going you know, you know what God gonna keep on putting you in situations where you need patience. You're like, this is not what I asked for. You didn't and then God's like, What you what you want me to do? Give you like a magical veil and you just like sniff something, you just magically more patient. No, you got to go in situations where you have to test your patience. You know, you ask God. Like people like ask God for like to for like bless their finances and make and make room for like more income, right? Sometimes people say, "Oh yeah, God, I just want a job with more money," right? Or God may bring you opportunities that you have to put in work mm-hmm. to make this more money, but you don't want to do that. You want the easy way out. And God's like, "But I gave you the opportunities to where you can make the extra money, but you wanted something different. Now, uh, what are you supposed to do with this?" Yeah, and speaking of money, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's, it's certain things that happen to me later in life, like um, in terms of music and finances. Mm-hmm. And it just reminded me that had I been blessed with the opportunity, what I was praying for, I would have squandered it away. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, I would be, let's say I go out, out of town or whatever and, you know, we downtown somewhere and music playing and I'm I'm just listening to music and... and Sometimes I, I I don't listen to enjoy it. Like sometimes I listen to it like, bro, thinking about what the record label and everybody had to do for this to be such a global sensation mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, and how much money this could be bringing in or whatever. And then sometimes it reminds me, bro, of all of the things that like all of our appearances and, you know, the shows and, you know, just, you know, you, you got to be at this event, that event, and just how, how you have to be so mixy to be like the type of artist that I was trying to be. Mm-hmm. And then you got to beef with people. You know what I'm saying? You got to be fresh all the time. You got to buy jewelry, all these things. It's like a standard mm-hmm. in that. And if I had gotten, um, if I had gotten the success that I wanted, I would have been, you know, closer to forgetting about my salvation than I would have been closer to getting deeper into my salvation. So right now I, I took a step closer to God but where I was at the time, I could have easily taken a step away. Mm-hmm. And like in retrospect, I look at it like that would have cost me a lot. And and I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't like wise enough to be able to um be safeguarded against that. Mm-hmm. I would have squandered it away. And um <clears throat> also like money, you know what I'm saying? The money that comes with certain like musical success, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of artists, a lot of rich, famous people from entertainment. I was listening to uh, one of the head NBA agents, um, like players agents. Mm. He was talking about how with his clients, he tell, he tell their entourage the part that they have to play in their person's life and that mm. they're not entitled to anything. And these are very difficult conversations. And 
everybody in the entertainment, especially black people, they they can tell you the stories of oh, my cousin. You know, man, he, that's you a, know what I'm saying. Like, that's a that's a that's a that's, that's a topic, boy. That's, that's a, topic. a topic. And and I'll be honest with you, bro. I know for a fact, I would not have had the wisdom or the backbone to turn down people I love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you get certain levels, bro. People look at you and they rely on you. To whom much is given, much is required, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if I'm the one who have much, I have to have the discretion. On what, on how to use this gift that I have, you know what I'm saying? And mercy. And it's like you can't just give everybody the desire of their heart because that might cause you in the long run. Like that might cause you all of your your game. And they can they can be the same ones looking back at you like how like, you mess up your money, like how you fall off, right? And it's like, bro, I, you 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 are an, a, a consistent liability. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> and, oh my. And, and I. <laughs> The more I learn, you know, the more I educate myself mm-hmm. on just finance, like not like accounting and finance, but like just money management, financial literacy. That's that's the proper term. Mm-hmm. The more I educate myself on that, the more I realize, bro, I was a financially illiterate person for a long time. And I thank God for not giving me something at that time for me to just lose it. You know what I'm saying? Like you think about um the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. That's a lesson on financial literacy as well. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or not even financial literacy. Getting something when you do not when when you are not prepared for for that thing, yeah. so you squander it all away. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's a, that's a that's yeah. a lot of people's story. That's the perfect analogy. Sorry, that was just, that's the perfect analogy right there. Because like that's literally like getting something. Like you praying for something, you get it, but. You don't even know what you pray for. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the burden that came along with having that money. All right. Now, he felt like, oh, yeah, I have the money. I have the party. Now, I go and I party. And I telling y'all, let's go party. I paying for all y'all drinks, all y'all food, all this and stuff. Living the lavish lifestyle. And then at the end of the day, it all run out. Oh, God. They're looking at you like, bro, you ain't it no more. Well, you know, it, Think about it, bro. The same people who was partying with ain't none of them offering him a place to stay. Nope. And ain't nobody pulling him aside and say, bro. You're doing too much. You're doing too much, bro. You bursting through this money, bro. <laughs> this money about to spend you in a second, bro. You're doing too much. My word. So my boy had to catch the realization saying, hey, even the servants in my father's house. Living better. <laughs> living better than this. <laughs> like, I know how to go and be a servant. Like, that's that's crazy. But that's yeah, crazy. So to your point of like, you know, asking God for something and not knowing what you even asking for. Mm-hmm. Bro, like, Every year, bro, when you elevate and when you learn more, you realize how much you did not know or how much you currently do not know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I just, you know, you know this week I really was thinking about, I, I was I was actually, like, I was just thinking about, bro, like, I was just, like, kind of relieved that I didn't have to go through <laughs> some of these situations, bro. Because yeah. I'm like, bro, I know for a fuck if I was an NBA player or something, bro, I know for a fuck I was blowing through that money, bro. Like, mm. I'm not... I'm, bro, my mom or someone probably would have, you know, pushed that on me. But I'm not... I don't I don't know if I even could listen to that. You know what I mm. mean? Like, for real, like... Because, you know, when you're young and ignorant, you think this money could last forever. Last you, forever. Think, you think everything could last forever. Like, even now, bro, like, I go to the gym now... I have to stretch, bro. <laughs> bro, that 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 is so annoying to me because I'm like, bro, it's like 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes mm. <laughs> out of my out of my workout time. I gotta I gotta stretch because if I don't, I can pull something. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? I can get injured. Even my health, <laughs> even my health, I'm taking I have taken for granted all of these years, you know? Yeah. So judge something important or something life changing. So when it comes to your blessings, bro, like you know, that's that's one of them ones where you really got to trust God, time, and, you know. Amen. Amen. I definitely agree. Definitely agree. And before this turns into last week's episode again, <laughs> which it could, but let's go. So this so this week we are going to be talking about 2 Kings chapter 20, and we are still on the life and story of King Hezekiah. Two weeks ago when we last spoke about him. We saw like when Elijah assured him deliverance from Sennacherib 
And then God, God himself was saying, yo, I'm doing this for my glory. Mm-hmm. Like, Sennacherib is essentially disrespecting me at this point. I need to come and make myself known. Y'all don't deserve it. Y'all essentially doing foolishness down here, but I need to make my glory known to this heathen, for lack of a better word. And so now we still in Hezekiah's life story, and now 2 Kings chapter 20. So reading from New Kings James... We can have a the, the debate on uh, different <laughs> versions later. But um, New King James, in those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Then he turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Oh, Hezekiah, like, really be reminding me of David for real. Like, you know, David, like, these deep prayers where you could feel his sorrow and his soul. Like, Hezekiah, these little words, like, you just, like, I feel him, like, I, I just could feel him what he's saying, like. Yeah, but I, I was really thinking about the, you know, some people, can, <clears throat> and I don't mean this in a in a negative way, audacity, bro. Some people have audacity. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. like for real, bro. Like, yeah. Like you have confidence. I remember one of my theology major friends was like, bro, like we shouldn't really have confidence outside of God. We should have Godfidence. Like he's trying to get that off. Like you know what I mean? Like confidence because we know God is good and God has mm. blessed us or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but not in self. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that was his whole thing, right? But <clears throat> Hezekiah. <laughs> I was going to say a lie, but I say that no, I can refrain. Because <laughs> this point I'm about to make, this, but I'm about to make this point later on. Oh. I'm about to tie this very point right now later uh, on, too. Uh, no, make your point. Make your point. <laughs> no, 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 but this is just one pin. This is one pin, right? So Hezekiah had the confidence mm-hmm. in his righteousness. I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but mm-hmm. he was he was bold enough to say, yo, like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, make his petition known unto God. You feel me? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it was like, I'm sick, but Lord, like, <laughs> you pronounced death on me. I have walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart, and I have done what is good in your sight. That's what I'm saying. So, like, even me, I would be thinking about sins that I didn't know. I mean, granted, you know, the Lord winks at ignorance, right? But I would be thinking, I I don't know, like maybe my mind just so tainted, but I'd be thinking, bro, you know, God know better than me. You know what I mean? Like mm. I probably deserve this for real. But as a guy like, yo, God, I, I don't deserve this. Like I have walked in you in truth. You like this this reminded me of when it says in the New Testament, I, I believe it's in one of the gospels, right? Gotta be. Anyway, when like they would say like, yo, master, like have we I've cast out demons in your name, I've done like fed the poor, I've done all of this. And Jesus was like, Bro, like I know you not. Mm-hmm. Right? This guy remind me of that. Like, yo, yeah. I've, I've I've been so good. What you mean I both did that? <laughs> yeah. And I like, he I wanna recount what I say. He he's not implying that he doesn't deserve this. Mm. I think it's more so him saying, like, can my righteousness give me a pass? Right now, like, let this be credits towards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, can I redeem something for the righteousness that I put in? Like, type of situation. Man. <clears throat> and if only it was transactional. If only. That's, mm-hmm. a lot, that's a lot of Christians treat, like, salvation in general, though. Like, treat it as a transaction. Like, <sighs> and this goes back to the whole works and faith debate, which I really don't want to get into. You are saved by faith, wholeheartedly. Wow. Yeah. And you do works. I mean, you know, you love God to keep his commandments, which is like you putting your faith in the action, faith where the works is dead. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like just do the works, treating it like these other religions, and then come back and be like, yo, I did these things, so clearly I am good, thus I should be allowed into heaven. And I think that's like the point when God, when, when Jesus was like, okay, y'all did all these things, but y'all still, I, I still don't know y'all because you can't work your way into heaven. You yeah. say you're doing all these things and you're trying to make it about yourself, but it was never really about you. It was about... It was never about God. Like, it was about you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so, again, if it was transactional, if life would have might have been easy, oh, it would have been very hard. Like, but like <laughs> think about it, but like, what what is heaven worth? 
Mm. Like, what could you do that you deserve to go to heaven? That's true. Like, like, like what is that worth? Like, in a logical, like, sense. Yeah, I, I my freshman year, I don't... What the fuck, bro? School didn't even start yet, bro. This was AY, like, before uh-huh. school start. Like, an orientation type vibe. And, um... This dude, this pastor, he's just some, I think he's like a, he might have just graduated or something. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who he is. But he had a sermon and it was saying something along the lines of like, the Lord, like, at this time I don't go, the Lord just was breaking him down, like, just breaking down his mm-hmm. ego, bro, letting him know, bro, you can't preach a sermon good enough for me to say, oh, no, I need you in heaven right now. Like, you basically, you essentially, <laughs> you can't be, you know, right, you can't be, you know, for real. Like, basically, like, you ain't doing me. Don't think you do me some type of solid, you know what I'm saying? By doing by doing my work or, or whatever, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like don't don't you can't be that proud, you know what I'm saying? You know, <clears throat> like Jesus with the Duncan. I I I don't like using one line cliches, but when Jesus came um, on the donkey on on quote unquote Palm Sunday as they call it, mm-hmm. and the people had the branches, they was waving at him, and <clears throat> the the disciple made a, a statement about him. Praising him, mm. and he say, "Bro, if the, if I, if they don't praise me, the rocks will cry out." You understand what I'm saying? It's like, bro, like don't think you do something special for real, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I really, that really kind of touched me. Like my, I, and I doing the, the sermon at this service. I don't even know who the gentleman was. Cause <laughs> this, like I tell you, this is like my first week <laughs> on campus for real. Like, uh-huh. but it it definitely kind of stuck stuck to me about like humility. On a, a, a little a brief tangent though. I've been hearing recently people villainize the word humility. You know, you know, like in in dictionaries, right? Like they have multiple definitions of something, right? And, <laughs> and they, oh boy, I just remember like something we both were to this past week, and the guy was oh, like, "Oh yeah, bro, I wasn't even thinking about that." Bro, I was not even thinking about that, bro. That's just the first thing that came to my mind. Bro, that is crazy. So Earl and I, we were at a, a show, you know what I'm saying? And one of the people performing, that was their sentiment as well. Yeah. On, on humility. And um He hates, he, he literally said, I hate I hate the word. I hate the word because his thing was that, bro, you can't his he was trying to say like, like don't like 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 I say. Words have meanings and words have multiple meanings based on the connotation or the context, right? Mm-hmm. He was speaking from the standpoint of humility, solely meaning like self-loathing or mm-hmm. down in yourself. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So he, he was trying to, like, he, his speech was like, believe in yourself. But it, but humility was taking straight bullets for him to make the point, believe in yourself. But I've heard people contrast the term narcissist and humility, like, like if you look, I, I can't remember the, I can't remember which definition, but one of them, it kind of says like narcissism by definition is like having a high vo- value of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And someone will be like, bro, so how is that wrong? Having a high value of yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, like have a high um, concept of yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And then they turn around with, say, humility, and they say some type of definition that says like having like a low, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, mm-hmm. watch this. You can say someone say, humble beginnings, that means poverty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He has a humble... You got one? Yeah. A modest or low views of one's own importance. Exactly. Humbleness. You see what I'm saying? So it's like... Like, you know what I'm saying? But but like, when we think when we think about humility, we think about like self-denial and like lack mm-hmm. of pride. You know what I'm saying? Just being selfless like that. You, you feel me? Like not, not in the, converse, con- the connotation of saying, I am of low importance. You mm. know what I'm saying? But in the grand scheme of things, like when it comes to God... Oh, humanity, I'm not more important than anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Man, like, sorry, keep going. No, yeah, no, some, yeah go on. I, my whole thing is, like, when you start seeing the world push something on a, like, large scale, you gotta, like, just got to take a step back and ask yourself, like, why? Hmm. And how good is this really and truly? You know what I'm saying? Like, Jesus was the epitome of humbleness and humility. Yep. The mere fact that God decided to come down and die for our sins, who don't deserve it, created beings. Hmm. That's humility. And then to, not, to come on earth as God, but still not even have a position. For you were a carpenter's son born in a, lo- born in a manger. You know what I'm saying? Amongst the animals. Hmm. 
when he was doing a mission, when he when he when he was actually out like on his like three year mission for real, prophesying and giving sermons and healing the sick. This man was bouncing from house to house, tent to tent. Sometimes just sleeping in the fields. The man say, "I have no place to sleep for real." Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, if that's what you're supposed to try to be like, the ultimate selfless person, right? Yes. Why such an attack on being humility and why such a, a, a large stock value in being prideful mm. when we know the results of pride? You know what I'm saying? And, this, and me talking like, I, I like being confident. I like, some would say I like even being cocky. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time too, it's like even I have to take a step back and be like, yo, at what point in this fine line am I drawing? And then when it becomes more about you, yourself, and your own personal accomplishments, as we're going to get into the get into as we keep on going down into this chapter, you're going to see how, like, your own pride and stuff can really start to affect you and hurt you because now you start thinking you do this and you start giving no credit to God. Right. And that's how the like, think about the devil himself is the epitome of pride. So now we have two, one, we have two beings, one super prideful and one very humble. Humble, right. And so now when you start asking yourself, who pushing what and who pushing and who pushing the next? Who am I being like by by being yeah. proud? <laughs> you, you know, know what, what I'm saying? saying? And so like, I know I probably hijack your whole point, but at the same time, it's like when you really start taking a step back and analyzing some of these things on a deeper level, you're like, maybe there's a lot of smoke over here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it must be a lot of fire over here. <laughs> yeah, you know? Like, and so. So yeah, but I I see like just in general among young people, this narrative, this narrative is being pushed like, bro, you don't believe in yourself because society teach you to be humble. You know what I'm saying? You are insecure because they teach humble, 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 and they villainize narcissism. But I'm like, bro, we know why. <laughs> we know why. Like the bro, and bro, in what world are we um are we making this okay? Narcissism, bro? Like, come on. Bro, I could ask, and but we're making a lot of things okay. Oh, yeah, but that's true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> see, our podcast ain't monetized right now, so I could say stuff without <laughs> I don't care. Anyway. But at the same time, even if it was monetized, it just, it just, it just depends on. <laughs> we ain't got to answer the odd people. You see what they say? Yeah, that's a fact. Asking yourself to censor yourself for real. But. That's, the, that's, that's the truth. <clears throat> All right. So let's get back to this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in verse four, and it happened before Isaiah had gone out in, into the middle of the court that the word of the Lord came to him saying, return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father. I have heard your prayer and I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. And I will add to your days 15 years. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. And I will defend this city for my own sake. And for the sake of my servant, David. Okay, now we're about to get into some interesting conversation. Go for it. He just said the same thing. Last chapter. Um, I will I will um, defend this city for my own sake. Mm-hmm. And for the sake of my servant, David. Mm-hmm. So, do you think this would have, not, not not do you think, but this sickness would have had to happen before the Assyrians came to, to war? Or, well, before the Assyrians were defeated? Quite possibly. Because, watch this. Mm-hmm. Last episode, he said, I will spare you for... My sake, uh, for, for for my son, my son David's sake, right? Mm-hmm. He was talking about the Assyrians warring with Israel, mm-hmm. and then, um, he say, "How will he know?" And it was like in this year, yeah, uh, yeah, right? yep, and yep, all that yep. happened. And then the Assyrians, when they came to Israel, they wake up one day, and a bunch of the Assyrians was dead. So the king went back home, and remember, yep. he was assassinated by his sons. Mm-hmm. So if that which, has which son? <laughs> the I Bible said. The Bible, yeah, the Bible give the name, but uh-huh. you know, yeah, yeah, Google. They, they, they something different, right? Yeah. So, so now the fact that this Assyrian battle is still a topic of conversation means that this would have had to have been before all that happened. Mm-hmm. Because remember, he went home; he was killed by his son. So, 
that Hezekiah would not have to worry about it no more. Yeah. So right now, you know, because when I was reading Prophets and Kings, basically, this in the chronology of what Ellen talks about in, in terms of Hezekiah's reign, mm-hmm. she talks about, I think she talks about the sickness first, and then she talks about Hezekiah, like, revamping everything. And Which would make sense too, because remember, like I say last chap, last time we do this Hezekiah, he was chilling, Sennacherib was chilling back in Nineveh for well over a decade, I feel like too. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And so Yeah. <clears throat> so so she have a chapter on Hezekiah, then the ambassadors from, from okay, bang. So she talked about Hezekiah being righteous and mm-hmm. undoing all the stuff with his dad did. Then sickness. Then the, the Assyri- yeah sickness plus Babylonians one story and then deliverance from Assyria. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So that 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 tells me that it would have been later in in his life that he had to deal with Sennacherib, mm-hmm. not because Ellen said, but I can see where her her timeline aligns with the Bible because he's saying I'm gonna give you 15 more years, right? So we know Hezekiah gonna die within the next 15 years, and he said I'm gonna deliver you from the Assyrians. And we notice, based on the last chapter, there was a deliverance from the Assyrians. And it ain't going to happen twice because it's the same. We don't know of another Assyrian king having mm-hmm. words with <clears throat> um, Hezekiah. What do you think about God giving them an extra 15 years? So I heard a pastor talk about this. And it goes to the... bro. You know, I was just talking to my mom yesterday. And she shared the sentiments... But careful what you pray for. Mm-hmm. Understand? Because she prayed for something. She wasn't specific. <laughs> oh, yeah. So she get what she prayed for. It's almost like how we open up. It's almost like an opening thought. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So we see we see this consistent theme. Hezekiah say, God was like, bro, you have a sickness. Model. The, <laughs> the prophet come to him and say, bro, get, get your estate together. What's going on? Are you exhausted? Oh. I don't even know if that means battery dead or the battery just died. <laughs> anyway, y'all, I, I can be real. I can just right now I can make sure that the um the battery is charging. Maybe we might get some more video. <laughs> Maybe we might get some more video before this episode ends, but we get a new camera, as y'all can see. <laughs> and this camera working us, boy. <laughs> working us. One moment. I was saying, the, the prophet already come and say, bro, get your house in order, bro. Mm. Set your will and everything. because you, you, you get dead. Yeah, you ain't, get, you ain't coming out of this one. You know what I mean? He sit and prayed, Lord. He's like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like just hear me out. You know what I'm saying? Check, check me out. See if you see any faults in me for real. And take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. The Lord came back and blessed him with 15 extra years. And it's like, why? Why? Why he was cursed with sickness? Number one, who we don't know if it's a curse or not. But why didn't... Why did, Why you already had him to die? And now you're giving him the extra 15 years. Mm-hmm. Why the prophet couldn't come one time and say, the Lord said you got 15 more years. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because up until this point, he had restored worship. He had um broken down the, the altars, even the high places, mm-hmm. which we hadn't we hadn't heard of before. Mm-hmm. The only negative mark on him was that he was paying a tax mm-hmm. to the Assyrians, and that was something that his father was doing too. So that he was kind of grandfathered into that mm-hmm. to that expense. You know what I mean? And I have more to say on it, but. As the story progressed, you know? Yeah, I mean, for me on this particular point, it's just interesting that how, you know, I was reading the devotional like probably last month and the question was, does prayer work? Mm. Right? And fast forward, the answer was, it isn't a matter of prayer works, it's that God works and then God decides whether uh, how, how he's going to respond to your prayers. Mm. Right? So God has every prayer, but just a, it just depends on how he responds to our prayer. So now we see Hezekiah had an earnest prayer, and God decided in this case to give him 15 extra years of life. And 
most likely to heal his sickness and give him 15 extra years of life. And we have instances in the Bible where I wouldn't say God changed his mind, but God showed blatantly his grace and his mercy, allowing him to reverse a decision that was made. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you you are repentful, you are you are repentant, you have a changed heart, and because of this, I see you, I acknowledge you, and I am going to lighten the sentence or pass the judgment on to someone else, or at least give you extend extend grace and mercy on you. I would say, bro, I would go as far as to say most most of the time you see God casting judgment on people. <clears throat> he just it's like it's never like a immediate thing. Mm-hmm. Like the Lord would say, like, um, the throne will be taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Right? But then you live 20, 40 more years. Mm-hmm. But it's like what? Like like Saul, like when you think about King Saul, yeah. Multiple times God came to him and told him that, you know. We talk about prophets and and the, and the kings. Multiple times these prophets come saying the same thing, bro. The common destruction of the Assyrians or or, or whatever have you. But it don't be immediate because mm-hmm. God has given you a grace period mm-hmm. to repent. You know what I'm saying? It's more so along the lines of this will happen if you continue going on the path that you go. You know, but they don't come right out and say that because you need to make this this change. From from the kindness of your heart, and not because you fear repercussions, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but here we see Hezekiah is in this predicament while seemingly innocent. I I questioned because remember, <coughs> remember when um Elisha died, he died of a sickness, and I was like, but why? Like these righteous men, like even in death, the Holy Spirit was still upon. The man's dead body, bro. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, why the Lord allowed this to happen? You know? And obviously there's a reason. I don't know specifically with Elisha. But in this specific situation, it's very intriguing to know like the way, and I'm speculating, but the way the Lord decides things, like things like mortality in our case. Is it a good or a bad thing? His ways are not always. His ways are not always. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could go on a tangent, but I could save it. Um, in verse seven, then Isaiah said, "Take a lump of figs." So they took it. So the, so they took and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. Guess he had boils. Then and Hezekiah said to said to Isaiah, "What is the sign that the Lord will heal me, and that I shall go up to the house of the Lord the third day?" Then Isaiah said, "The sign. This is the sign to you from the Lord." that the Lord will do the thing in which he has spoken. Shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees or go back 10 degrees? And Hezekiah answered, It is an easy thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees. But no, no, but let the shadow go backward 10 degrees. So Isaiah Isaiah the prophet cried out to the Lord, and he brought the shadow down 10 degrees backwards by which it had gone down, and on the sundial of Ahaz. Okay. So, timeline now, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the Israelites, they, a war is approaching. Mm-hmm. These people already talk greasy to the Israelites. Yeah. The Israelites was like, man, talking the Syrian language so the people don't understand. They're like, no, we talking in the Jewish language. We telling you, Cole, your God ain't doing nothing. You see what I'm saying? They going back to Sennacherib. Sennacherib reiterate all that. Your God ain't doing nothing. You see what I'm saying? And so I, um, Hezekiah... You can save y'all. <laughs> exactly. So Hezekiah prayed to God and was like, Lord, man, you know, save us. You hear, you hear what they talking about you? And God said, you know what? I could do it. Not for y'all's sake, but for, for mine and David. For mine and David's sake, right? But now, before it even happened, Hezekiah gets sick. Now Hezekiah about to die. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, I Hezekiah right now in limbo of two of God's promises. Mm-hmm. So the first promise, God was like, all right, the first year, y'all can reap in the second year, X, Y, Z. That's how you know it'll come to pass, right? Mm-hmm. Hezekiah now, he's sick again, and, and the, the he just get two answers. One say I could die. Another one, God say I, I straight. It's like, how that could happen? And as I come there and say, bro, the dial now. Now y'all remember what a what a, a sundial. A, a sundial. It's like 
it's it's like the way they used to tell time. I don't know if you know. I believe I believe there might be really young people listening who might like have no idea what we're talking about. Google it. Yeah, Google it. Though. Google it. <laughs> sundial. Like, so basically, it's a circle. It's a flat circle, and they used to have like a I guess a triangle standing at like a ninety degree mm-hmm. angle. And based on the shadow of the sun, they would see what hour of the day it is. Um, so basically... This is how we get modern clocks, guys. Right, that's how we get modern clocks. Modern clocks, they replicate that, you know? Mm-hmm. The, um, the hands, the way the hands move before this digital clock. Like even right now, I have my my digital Apple Watch to be like an analog clock. That way I could sharpen my mind so I don't get like so lazy just to look at the number. Anyway, different mm-hmm. story for a different time. But... um. So now Isaiah and um, Hezekiah, Hezekiah are speaking. Hezekiah asks, "Was to you know give me a sign? Like what? what how do I know? Like I need, I need some what they call it? Like um, what what is call it when when you uh, confirmation? Confirmation, right? But it's it's like a like a term like in in like banking. I give you something collateral. I need like I need some collateral. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like <laughs> so he said, all right, we can let we can let time go forward or go back." And uh, as a guy, like, bro, I mean, time is go forward regardless. On a natural day. You know what I mean? So let's let time go back. Mm-hmm. So time going back. Six hours, they say? There's a different version. They say six hours. Okay. This one's just say 10 degrees. Okay, 10 degrees. So, so now the sun has retracted. The earth probably spun backwards. I think that's what it had to happen. Yeah, the earth. The earth. <laughs> yeah. Dang, the earth rotate backwards. Rewind. <laughs> 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 that's crazy. Yeah. And and so that, you know, that's a miracle in and of itself. That's going to be crazy. Anyway, just thinking the physics. Anyway. Yeah, but no. What is physics? What is physics, bro? <laughs> Some would argue it's all, it's all, it's all a brainwash. Oh, brainwashing. That's all, anyway. <laughs> anyway. um, Inside joke. Yeah. Yeah. But think about it like, for you to literally have time go backwards, like in every equation in the scientific field, time is a dimension that can only move forward. Mm-hmm. So that's just, Hezekiah was like, bro, come on. Now, <laughs> for this, like, what this happened, I know for sure this is God. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Gideon to try this. Boy, Gideon was like, Mom, but I want you to go back. Take me back to last week, same time. You know what I mean? All it right. can't be last week. You can wake up like, it can't be last week. Yeah, that's wild. All right. So now in verse 12, at the same time, we got some Babylonian names here. Berodach Balad- Baladan, the son of Baladan, the king of Babylon, sent letters and a present to Hezekiah, for he heard that Hezekiah had been sick. And Hezekiah was attentive to them and showed them all the house, showed them all the house of his treasures, the silver and the gold, the spices and the precious ointment, and all his armory, all that was found among his treasures. There was nothing in his house or in in all his dominion that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and said to them, What did these men say? And where from and from where did they come to you? And Hezekiah said, They came far from a country, they came from a far country, from Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in your house? And Hezekiah answered, They have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among my treasures that they have not that I have not shown them. And Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the word from the Lord. Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house and what your fathers have accumulated until this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. And they shall take away some of your sons who will descend from you, whom you will beget. And they they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, the word of the Lord which you have spoken is good. For he said, will there not be peace and truth, at least in my days? This boy's, this boy's sick, you know, bro. Like, all right, okay, okay. Now, I, I didn't want to bring this up, right? Yeah, my boy was like, 
Well, uh, but as for me, though, <laughs> you put it that way, I get nothing to worry about. Because think about it like this, right? The Lord is very angry with him, right? Mm. But the Lord promised me health and peace. And God is not a man that he should lie. Exactly. So you so, got to keep he promised. Right. So now he confirming. Mm. He's saying, all right, you say my sons them to be this. My grandchildren and they cool. But me. I still good now. Yeah, right. Uh, I still <laughs> like, good, right? Like okay. What are we talking about? <laughs> all right. Let me give you all some more context. Uh, and I was trying my best not to do this. Second Chronicles 32, verse mm-hmm. 24. Go for it. In those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. Mm-hmm. And he prayed to the Lord and he spoke to him and gave him a sign. Right? Mm-hmm. God. So this they just summarized everything we just read, mm-hmm. right? But Chronicles Hezek- say, y'all go to Kings for the rest of the context in between you. <laughs> exactly. We are getting some more nitty gritty right now. It's exactly. But Hezekiah did not repay according to the favor shown him. For his heart was lifted up. Therefore, wrath was looming over him and over Judah and Jerusalem. Mercy. So when God showed him that sign, Hezekiah instantly started feeling himself. Probably did not do a sin offering or whatever he was supposed to repay. Mm -hmm. And the Lord was very angry. Then, verse 26, Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart. He and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Pride. Pride. So that the wrath of the Lord did not come upon them in the days of Hezekiah. This man, this man is a very polarizing person, bro. Like, on one hand, you could say, bro, he he told the Lord I was righteous, mm-hmm. and the Lord was like, you know what, you're right. But on the other hand, he like, as soon as the Lord gave him a gift, he his pride started growing mm-hmm. within him, and he like, man, this <laughs> I invincible, like I on top of the world, start feeling himself. Mm-hmm. The Lord get mad at him. He humble himself. <laughs> he humble himself and repent. And the Lord forgives. So I wonder which one better. Humility or... Oh, I wonder which one. Bro. Like, oh, I know. Really interesting. Yeah, I know. Rather fascinating. Interesting case study. So, it, it's really funny how our conversations just take these routes unexpectedly. I, I agree. And things just line up in a weird circular way that we haven't even planned for. Days like this, I could see of a listener thinking that we like thought this out pre thought exactly we were trying to sort of some of the technical difficulties that we have in now <laughs> exactly <laughs> trying to sort all them out pre thought oh man we that's didn't... the stuff we spent our time on and it was an epic fail you know <laughs> oh but my the lord the lord is good and the lord you know inspires us in ways that we you know we couldn't have we couldn't have planned out mm-hmm. so I heard a pastor at um Apopka SDA no Mount Olive SDA um he was he's preaching on on this on this topic and I I didn't know much about Hezekiah besides the fact that he was a good king and he was sick and then the Lord was like give you fifty more years mm-hmm. but his thing was that the Lord is so good that he gives you what you ask for he aunt the Lord will answer your prayers even if it's at his cause. At, at his cause. So now watch this, right? Mm-hmm. My assumption, the car's gay. And when I say that, I qualify this so you, you you could take it or leave it, right? My assumption is that the Lord knew Hezekiah's heart in and out. And therefore, the Lord spared him by giving him a premature death. He spared uh, up until this point in time. Hezekiah was doing good. All right. We can quit while we ahead. Mm-hmm. Right? And that was the Lord being merciful. However, Hezekiah turned around and pleaded with God. Please, Lord, you know I've been good. Right? Mm-hmm. And the Lord, in, in, in his love, answered Hezekiah's prayer. Be careful what you pray for. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? That's why it's like, you know, that's why we, we as Christians, sometimes we put that, thy will be done on it. You know what I'm saying? If my will, <coughs> excuse me, if my will contradicts with your will, you, <laughs> I acquiesce to you, not acquiesce, but I defer to you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So now the Lord gave him 15 more years. And in that 15 years, his pride developed more and more and more, right? One, two things, but particularly was that when 
the Lord granted this miracle, two miracles of time going back and healing Hezekiah. Hezekiah started feeling himself. The Lord get upset about that. He mm -hmm. repent. The Lord withdrew. However, news went to the Babylonians. So, you have anything to say before I... No, keep going. All right. For those who don't know, the Babylonians were an ancient civilization. I, I'm, a lot of people know that. You know, it's, it, it, it's believed to be started during the Tower of Babel, right? Babel, um, Babylon, that's, that's phonetic, phonetically, that's where these two things, it's like the same region, right? Ancient civilization. And these people, if you Google ancient Babylon, you will learn that they were experts and they were like, they were students of math and the stars, mm -hmm. astrology. So basically another word for Babylon is Chaldeans. And yeah, the we, Chaldeans, yeah. Right. So when we read the book of Daniel, we can learn that, I don't know if y'all remember this though, but when Nebuchadnezzar had his dreams, he called all of the wise men, the astronomers, etc. Because um, the, the the Babylonian civilization, they cared a lot about like math and science and specifically the stars. So now when we have the biggest star in the in the galaxy is now acting unusual. Now you know the sun should be at it should be it should be um it should be twelve it should be twelve p.m. right now, but suddenly it's six a.m. What? You can't, you cannot ignore that. Mm -hmm. You cannot ignore this phenomenon. And based on all your studies and all your thousands of years of studying this stuff, you had never heard of this before. Word gets to the Babylonians that this, that the Most High God did this as a sign to Hezekiah. So the Babylonians think to themselves, we got to talk to this Hezekiah brother. Bro. Mm -hmm. This is, this is crazy. And y'all, I'm not, I'm not, um, that, that was in speculation. Second Chronicles 32, verse 31 says, However, regarding the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, whom they sent to inquire, um, whom they sent to him, him is Hezekiah, to inquire about the wonder that was done in the land. God mm -hmm. withdrew from him in order to test him that he might know all that was in his heart. Right? And so <clears throat> this was a part of a test. Mm -hmm. Of God, mm -hmm. the Babylonians saw this thing. They heard that it happened um, because of Hezekiah, and so now they came to talk to Hezekiah. Whole time, Hezekiah was being tested. Mm. Are you going to give me the glory, or are you going to take the glory for yourself? Not only did Hezekiah take the glory for himself, Hezekiah went a step further and showed them his entire estate and every belonging. Showed them all of the. The wealth that he had acquired. Exactly. You know, as a guy ran out. He ran out. But you're showing the enemy your armory for. Think about that. Like, common sense. Common sense. <laughs> and so you could, <clears throat> you could have looked at them as, oh, they're seeing, they're seeing the Assyrians, this, uh, this, uh, <coughs> excuse me, this, a uh, peaceful people. You know what I mean? They, um, they under the Assyrian empire or, or whatever. They, they cool. They, they scientists and things. For now. For now, see, you ain't gonna know what it would come about it, right? But guess what? This man showed these strangers all the wealth that he had. And if you read Second Chronicles 32, they, they talk a lot about Hezekiah. And Hezekiah was a very wealthy man. So not only is that impressive, but them type of things like <laughs> that could put that could put evil thoughts in your mind now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when they go back to their king. And they say, man, this man is rich. This man is rich, rich, bro. He got golden doorknobs in the temple, all type of things going on, right? That's all the kingdom we need to go. We, uh, we, 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 we need, need to that. take them. They're like, you know what? We, we planning a war soon. And we, I was wondering how we could pay for, no, I, our, for our soldiers. I was wondering how we just can hire all of these people. Mm -hmm. That's how we could do it. Hezekiah. <laughs> Hezekiah. So God come back to him and say, bro, but your kingdom done, you know. Your kingdom is done, bro. These people are gonna ramsack y'all. They're gonna take your descendants as prisoners, have them as eunuchs in their house in their house, bro. Mm -hmm. Cause of what you do. You understand what I saying? Like yeah. he made a very costly mistake. So I read this chapter a few times. 
And for the life of me, I couldn't understand why God was so mad that these that Hezekiah showed these people his riches. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, you gave them a toy. Your house kings do it all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure they don't show you everything. That was unwise. <laughs> that was unwise. Doing a lot. But I didn't realize that. So you read, you read these two and tandem these two books, and that's very important to do to get a kind of full connotation and throw in Isaiah, you would definitely understand yeah, Isaiah. You read the three of them together. I didn't really read Isaiah, but but now I realize that one, this was a test, right? Because God wanted to, him to reveal what was in his heart. And we see that was what was in his heart was pride. Was pride. Mm-hmm. Two, that was also unwise because you gave someone a motive to come after you. You just, God just promised you um, um, safety against the Assyrians, but not a cousins. You just creating, you just give them, you just give them a reason to try to try come see you. You you don't know their intentions. You know what I'm saying? And then, lastly, you take um, you take the glory away from God. This was an opportunity for you to tell the Babylonians, look, man, y'all love y'all y'all love the stars. Some of y'all worship the stars. We worship the God who made the stars. Exactly. Let me tell you about who created the stars. Who have control over stars. You know what I'm saying? And that would have been even more powerful. Um, um, generations ago, Jonah went to the Assyrians in Nineveh and was like, yo, I guess it was, I think he said like 30 days and you would be overthrown. He ain't even, he ain't even say who go overthrow y'all or what. And all them repent. Because they knew the power of the Most High God, but Israel and Judah had been so apostate. They had been they had backslid so far to the point where people like Sennacherib, they don't respect God. Mm-hmm. So it's like the reputation of God had been completely lost. Lost, which is so wild because if you go way back, like centuries ago, like nations were in fear of the Israelites. Hmm. When Joshua then was coming, he was like, bro, we don't even want y'all walk through your our lines. We don't want y'all, you know, want no trouble. No problems. You remember the Gibeonites? Mm-hmm. They say, man, they act like they come from a faraway land. Because <laughs> they want to Moldy up their bread. Right? Hold up their clothes. Right. But, oh. Yeah. But then this off on verse 20. Now the rest of the acts of Hezekiah, all his might, and how he made a pool and a tunnel and brought water into the city. Uh, they, like I just say, yeah, he do all these things, by the way. We, we ain't talk about it here, but yeah. if you want to find out where they are, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? Mm-hmm. So Hezekiah rested with his fathers, and Manasseh, his son, reigned in his place. I would really love if we had, like... Them books, right? The actual Chronicles yeah, I, of the Kings of Judah and the actual Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. You know, sometimes I just get really, like, I don't want to say sad because I don't really get like really sad, but I just, I just be like, bro, I wish, I wish we had all of the the relevant historical yeah. books of this time, bro. Like, I get it. I mean, like, is the only reason why I feel such a way is like every chapter ends with that. Are they not written exactly? Yeah. But then it's like how I, and again, might be flawed, my flawed logic. So it's this 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 me talking, but. If we had the books of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah, what would that have done for us salvation-wise? It would just be an ex-history book at that point. Right. And and this ain't this ain't even a uh, salvation conversation because I think that's why they didn't get into the details in this in the holy writings. Cause mm-hmm. they they like, bro, all right, this like this ain't this don't have nothing to do with God. I mean, it doesn't think directly about God. There's someone else feats. Yeah, you know this what I'm they feats. I don't even talk about the prophets and all of that stuff in there. Just be like, yo, King Hezekiah. Hezekiah ruled in this day. On this day, he signed this decree. And this day, he did this. He started this initiative. He we went to war. Okay, we had to pay this tax. We might have had it. We would have been like, but it's really boring. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you never know. I, I, I think, see, my thing is I started to delve more in history. Like, I was reading up on... I tell you, history is it. Yeah, no, I ain't like history. Loki is it, bro? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I think I think it's because I didn't really have a um an introduction to history in school because the high school I went to, you could choose like it was like history or something else, bro. And and I wanted to do the something else, mm. so, right? Um, so I didn't really care to learn about that. 
But um, I was reading up on um, Cleopatra, bro. So, and the the only thing I'm a, I'm a harp on here is when the um the Romans finally like laid siege towards Egypt. They burned down their library, you know. And Egypt is another ancient civilization, mm-hmm. and that hurt me just to hear that, bro. Yeah, that was so much knowledge. I'm like library Alexandra. I'm like, oh, that hurt me. That hurt. That really hurt my soul, bro. Because it's like it might have only been one book to document this. It might, they might only had one copy. Yeah, or something. a lot of history get lost. But like, and that's where you see in even a lot of wars. How do you kill someone's culture? And I'll be getting way off topic here. But how you kill someone's culture? You you kill all their history. Right. And so now the um the temple, the the Jewish temple. Had been destroyed multiple times. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's understandable why we don't have these things. And it's not uncommon. It's not something specific to mm-hmm. the Jewish faith or the Jewish culture, I should say. You know what I'm saying? By the grace of God, we still have the Bible, <laughs> you know? Especially back then too, bro. Like, when tablet dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. You got to salvage. Like, <laughs> I see something this week. And we can land this plane somewhere. I see something this week, right? Saying, yo, Pythagoras theorem was found in, is he the Egyptian or something? I, I ain't even want to Google right now. Anyway, they find he, they find this theorem on a tablet a thousand years that was like, huh, like had to be like etched, like a thousand years before he lived. Wow. They was like, I don't even eat theorem. <laughs> <laughs> they want to take this away from this man. What they call it, post post homelessly, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, what the word is? Yeah, anyway, something with age. Yeah, but they want to take this away from this man and death. <laughs> a thousand, like a thousand yeah. years later. But it's funny because two people could have an independent idea, mm. the same independent idea. You know, or he could have stole it. I'm like, <laughs> guys, they had to build the pyramid somehow. Oh, for sure. That's that's but. But we know, we we understand, like, them civilization and mathematics, bro, like... Exactly. But we digress. So how are we going to line this plane? <clears throat> I mean, all right, so... I'll let you, know, you line this. All right, be careful. Be careful what you pray for, you know what I'm saying? Like, pray to God for wisdom and understanding His will. You know what I'm saying? Also, pride. Pride, yep. Pride, bro. Pride. Like, that was the, the sin that caused Lucifer. You know what I'm saying? I will be like the Most High. You know what I'm saying? I will take the glory. I, I, I. You know what I'm saying? And not God. You know? Let's think about... Like, I I think about um, the young people today who who try to say, I am God. You know what I'm saying? Like, we are gods. X, Mm -hmm. Y, Z. But we are mortals. We will die. You understand what I'm saying? It was funny. Remember when I said I was going to hold my point earlier? I was going to say, but... He might have been a god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But like, <clears throat> let's be real, bro. Like, no matter how high you think of yourself, reality exists. You know what I'm saying? You don't control the elements. You know what I'm saying? We read in this story where God controlled time. You know what I'm saying? The earth, the sun. You know what I'm saying? Like all of these things, he controlled and he could change it. It's, it's a light thing for him, to, for, for him to do that, you know. But Hezekiah, being the recipient of grace and mercy and, and God giving, giving him some, like what he asked for, he used it for his gain. And that's a very consistent thing that you see with the kings of Israel and, and Judah. Um, I, and I'm talking about the ones that were actually, actually knew God. You understand what I'm saying? Actually knew God. Understood God, spoke to God. Solomon asked God for wisdom. And in Solomon's wisdom, Solomon uses wisdom to disobey all of God's laws for, for a king. He used, he multiplied his gold, multiplied his women. He went back to Egypt for horses. He gave all of his foreign women altars to worship their foreign gods on. The Lord gave, the Lord blessed him with what he asked for, mm-hmm. and he chose to use it for evil, you know, and it it just it just further reinforces the idea of free will. You can read this and say, why would God give him that? But that's not the that's not the real the real question. The question is, why would he be disloyal to God? The Lord blessed him with 50, Hezekiah with 15 extra years. 
And he repaid God by being proud and arrogant, by being flashy and foolish. That's how he repaid God while knowing that the Lord was upset with him for doing that. He further continued by showing the enemy who would showing who would become the enemy all that the Lord had blessed him with. As if these things were of his doing, you know? And it, it goes to show that hu, hum, where humility goes such a long way, you know? Um, in the New Testament it says, he who makes himself great will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be made great. You know, the, the world is going to teach you, bro, no, don't be humble. Be great, you know what I'm saying? Be pompous and be arrogant. That's the only way you make it. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, humble yourself mm-hmm. and you will be made great. Yep. If you make yourself great, you will be humble. And we can see that with Hezekiah. When Hezekiah was a victim of Sennacherib, the man was humble in every way. He was humble to Sennacherib. He was humble to God. You know what I'm saying? But the Lord showed him, all right, I, I can spare, I can spare Ju- is Judah. I can save y'all. I can get this man off your tail and I can give you your health. And now he got all of the pride in the world, you know. And we could see specifically where his pride cost him their kingdom. Their kingdom. Hezekiah laid sick and prayed unto God. And the Lord blessed him with 15 more years to his life. But during that time, Hezekiah became proud and he took the glory for the blessings that the Lord gave him. And as a result, the Lord proclaimed that the kingdom of Judah and the descendants of Hezekiah will be taken away. But we'll talk more about that on the upcoming episodes of A Breath of Fresh Air. Tonight's episode included voice acting by your hosts, Earl Roberts and the Cars Gay. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can follow us on social media at A Breath of Fresh Air Pod on Instagram and B O F A P O D on Twitter. Thanks, everyone. And we'll see you next week.